Hey, are you ready to grow your business? You have checked out the number one resource for business leaders, entrepreneurs, startup founders, and managers. And we're going to teach you how to grow and scale your business with real actionable steps. There's no fluff in this podcast. It's just good advice. Check out this episode. If you're a first-time listener, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoy this episode, leave us a five-star review. Today's episode is with Adam Rosenzweig. He's an EQ expert, which you may be thinking, what the heck's EQ? You're going to love what he talks about today. It's actually the number one predictor of success in leaders today, and it's absolutely connected to how businesses can actually be profitable and sustainable and have high-performing teams. Stay tuned. Here comes your good advice. Hey, thanks for checking out another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. Today, I'm sitting down with Adam Rosenzweig. He's the COO over at RRD Incorporated. He's also an EQ expert, which you may be thinking, what the heck is EQ? It's actually probably the most important thing you need to know about in your business. We're going to talk about it today. Adam, thank you for joining me today. Uh, Blake, it's great to be here. I really appreciate you inviting me on. Of course. Now, I actually, where, whereabouts are you right now? I am in Central Florida in a city called Ocala, actually. Okay. Now, are, are the rumors true about Florida Man? <laughs> you know, I listened to the interview that you did with Chris and you asked her the same <laughs> question. <laughs> I need to stop um, asking. You know, People from Florida are like, leave me alone about this. You know, un- unfortunately, there is a, um, you know, a lot of stereotypes have a little bit of truth to them, I guess. So there is, there is some craziness that happens here in the state. Well, you've taught me that I need a new go-to line for people from Florida. <laughs> clearly, clearly I'm talking, but hey, to be fair, whenever I tell people from Arkansas, I usually get lines around like, oh, you know, how's your cousin? And like, are you guys married? And things like that. <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. Well, Hey man, I, I'm I'm excited to dive in a bit to your journey uh, into your business, but but man, I can't tell you how excited I am to talk about EQ today. You know, as you already mentioned, uh, you've listened to the episode with Chris Mack, who also does a lot of work in the EQ space. Man, I am all in on this this topic, especially when it comes to like the success of a business. Talk to maybe for our listeners' sake a little bit about what do you do? What is EQ? Um, let's, let's give a little bit of more context there. Well, I'm in the, obviously in the professional development field. So we focus a lot on comp- corporate companies who want to enhance the, the workforce. And, you know, I specialize in the EQ end of that, which in the way I describe it is just, you know, it's my, it's our ability to understand what we're feeling and why we're feeling it. And that it's a lot more than just being nice. It's mm-hmm. about understanding my stress level, understanding um, my confidence, how assertive to be. It's, you know, we all interact with each other on a daily basis and we all have emotions that are uh, in contact. So we have to learn to dance with each other is what I say sometimes. It's like a be able to coordinate. And emotional intelligence is the ability to just know what I'm thinking and feeling and how that affects other people and being able to understand what other people are feeling and how to get goals accomplished with that data. 
And I, I love that back half. Uh, I mean, actually, <laughs> I love both halves of that because, you know, I think that a lot of leaders are hopelessly uh, lacking in self-awareness of what they're thinking and feeling, but also that other piece, which is really key, understanding what someone else is thinking and feeling and how your actions are affecting them. You know, for our listeners, we're not talking about fluffy stuff. We're not talking about, you know, is your work environment a place where you, you know, sing kumbaya. We're talking about like the very real results that you achieve and, and, and how EQ actually leads to that. Now, Adam, do you ever have companies that you have to sort of like re-educate in the sense of like, you know, okay, I, I see what you think it means, but it actually means this? Um. You know, it, it it happens even even if I'm not working for a company. Whenever I talk to somebody, you know, there's an ambiguity uh, with what emotional intelligence really is. Um, there is a stereotype that it is fluff, and, and you know, being nice is part of it. You know, showing empathy, mm-hmm. having good interpersonal relationships, and things like that. But we, the work still needs to be get done. I mean, right. goals still need to be accomplished. So there's so much more to it than that. So, yeah, I mean, there is a certain amount of re-education that has to take place. Now, you know, as you're working with these companies, and I'm curious, like, how did you originally get into this? Um, Well, actually, back in, I guess it was about 2013, to be quite frank, is my, my things were pretty much collapsing around me. Um, you know, emotionally and and so forth. My, my marriage was in, you know, a bit of, in a bit of trouble. And so I needed to I needed to make a change, and I didn't know where to go with it. Hmm. So, long story short, my wife has a cousin who lives in St. Augustine, Florida, and we heard through her through word of mouth that there was a particular psychologist who lives over there uh, by the name of Jay English. She's a neuro linguistic psychologist, and she has her own program that she calls the Motivational Enhancement Method. And my wife and I decided to go try her out, and we went through her program and. In the course of three days, you know, several hours each day, I, I, I went through this program and I was amazed at the things I was learning. Hmm. I had no idea the kinds of things that go into emotional health and, and uh, how our thinking affects our behavior and the things we don't and so on. So I went through this program and I saw my life start to change almost immediately. Hmm. And, you know, my, my marriage is better than it ever has been at this point and it made me a better husband, a better uh, father, a better, you know, everything. And I, I loved it so much because I come from the construction industry and I wanted to do something different. And I said, man, I got to do something else. And I just, the more I thought about it, the more I wanted to work with Dr. English. And I said, how do I, I mean, how do I do that? And I, so at this point over the course of a couple of years that her and I had, become really close friends and you know she had, you know she became sort of something of a mentor and i called her up and i said jay i said um can i work with you because up to this point i was too scared to do anything else but i was like i got i can do all these new opportunities opened up to me and i said i want to work with you but i don't know how and she said sure sure <laughs> yeah, i can work with you and uh, she says i hate marketing i i love teaching i don't like the legwork that comes with getting business and you know she she does gets a lot of got a lot of her business through word of mouth. But if I wanted to organize seminars, groups of people, and do sort of the marketing end of things, we could work together. I said, "Great, I'll do it." 
and I have never done marketing in my life, but I was going to try it anyway. <laughs> and, you know, over the course of time, I realized that that was not my forte and she coached me into emotional intelligence. She said, you know, pursue that and educate yourself. And, you know, I obviously I'm still learning from her. She's, she's teaching me a lot of things. And I went and I got certified in the, uh, an assessment called the EQI 2.0. It's built by the uh, company called multi-health systems. And from that point, what I do with the emotional intelligence and the assessment paired, paired up really well with what she does. So she and I work as a team and I started, you know, as time has gone on, I've started to do more on my own. And so she, we were still a team and here I am now. I mean, that's really the abridged version, but that is, you know, I love working with people. I love sharing with them what I have learned and how much better it has made my life. And it's just, that's what drives me in my company. What what are some of the things like you talked about how like you started seeing the results like immediately and I'm I'm just trying to create some context for the for the listeners who maybe you know again maybe maybe they've never heard of this before maybe they're like you know cuz cuz I'm all on board man and it's mm-hmm. it's rare that I do any kind of development or training that does not involve some element of EQ with it so I'm on board but I I wonder you know, you said over, it was like almost overnight. There was like a different, I mean, was it, was it like a mindset shift? Like was like, what was changing that began showing you different outcomes? My belief systems. That's probably the biggest revolution or revelation. I should say that happened to me was the, I, the realization that what I believe affects my behavior and it affects my life. Hmm. Um, you know, you kind of know it on the surface, but then you dig de- deep down and you realize the subconscious mind has so many beliefs attached to it hmm. that it, it affects you. It affects what you feel. And when I started digging into, and this is, was a huge exercise in self-awareness, which is understanding what I believe, but because of what I'm feeling, you know, the feeling emotions are sort of a, the breadcrumbs that lead back to, mm-hmm. you know, if I can use a Hansel and Gretel illustration, you know, it leads back to what you believe. And the more I was coached by Dr. English, the more I realized the sorts of belief systems that I had in place hmm. and, how, and how ridiculous they were and how hmm. they were affecting me emotionally. And then when you, when you can dig that up, it's immediate. You know, emotions change on a dime. When, as soon as you change a belief, your emotions change. And then it was an immediate positive effect where I started having much more positive emotions, which th- those are renewable. Mm-hmm. Things like stress and depression and things like that, those are debilitating. They'll mm-hmm. tear you down. Right. And w- when you can dump that sort of thing, it's just your life changes so much. You have more energy. I stopped, I stopped, I mean, I literally, I, I stopped getting sick as much physically. Wow. I, I noticed my health got better as, as a result. So, so many, there was a lot of different elements to it, but our physical health does get affected by our emotional. Hmm. Now, you know, thinking about this even, even more closely. Uh, I, you basically went on this journey of self-awareness. I mean, this, this eye opening, you know, realizing who you really were and what you saw and and really the belief system you wanted to change. Mm -hmm. One of the most incredible things in this conversation of self-awareness is, uh, HBR put out a study maybe two or three years ago that talked about the percent of the population that's actually self-aware. And I always like to ask this question just to see what people think. And I'll get numbers like 30%, 40%. i have people in the room who raise their hand and they're like, you know, oh yeah, I'm self-aware, uh, which is always funny because it's typically like 
the person who's hopelessly not self-aware. But HBR puts the statistic as low as 10% of people are actually self-aware and they're in tune with understanding that belief system that's beneath the surface. Why do you think that that is so rare for people? Like, Why aren't more people walking in the awareness of their belief system and how they see things? Like, What's going on there? My opinion is nobody's paying attention. (laughs) <laughs> because we, do, sure. we, we, we don't we don't realize it's a thing uh, we, mm. we go through our lives the, the, the our brain is a supercomputer it is more powerful than any and all computers combined in the on the planet and it moves so fast and our emotions follow mm. and they just happen and they pass and then we're done and then half the time we're distracted by things and we just we our behavior comes out because we Communication is a minimum 70% nonverbal. Mm-hmm. So we're, o- we're always putting out communication. We're always telling people how we feel. We're always telling people what we're thinking and feeling, even if we're not vocalizing it. Mm-hmm. So if we, got our, if we have, you know, as useful and as advantageous as a phone is, you know, we get so distracted even with social media and other things that they just were distracted and we're not paying attention. I think that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. It really is. I mean, it's, it's, I was talking to someone the other day who was talking about the power of just reflection, but he was saying even the power of starting your day with reflection, like where when you wake up, like you immediately go into whether that's prayer, whether that's meditation, but, but something that sort of resets. Cause you know, when you're sleeping, there's, there's a common belief that like your brain's asleep, but really, you know, you're, you're actually, you're dreaming. There's all this stuff happening. And he was talking about the power of just like re- resetting when you start your day. But what we often do and what I often do is, you know, that feeling like right when you wake up, what do you do? You reach instantly for the cell phone and mm-hmm. start to scroll or, you know, I'm on LinkedIn or, you know, going through emails. I mean, it, it can be hard to create the space and time for something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Now, now we met on LinkedIn. Are you... Are you are you a fan of LinkedIn? Are you pro LinkedIn? I mean, <laughs> what, I what's love that journey? LinkedIn. Okay. All right. What do you I love about? LinkedIn. I love the fact that you can interact with your client, potential clients and anybody who ever looks at your profile. Mm-hmm. I think that is such an advantage compared to a website. Mm. A website, you have marketing and it's designed a certain way. And if it's not designed a certain way, it's, it doesn't work. But with LinkedIn, when people can connect with you and you can actually interact, when you can pick up a phone, and this is where the interpersonal relationship aspect of EQ comes into such an advantage because you get to showcase your own personality. You get to, you know, you you are unique. And you don't get to display that as much on a website as you can when in a conversation. Mm-hmm. That's why a podcast is so incredible because every new everybody you ever have on here is a unique story. Right. A unique, a unique personality. And that doesn't happen anywhere but, but on the phone and on LinkedIn. And when you talk to people and comment and give your opinions and your experience. Now, do you think, do you think the emotionally intelligent person is a better salesperson? Oh, for sure. Um, the re- and the reason for that is that's what you're appealing to somebody else's emotions. Right. That's the right. only reason anybody ever makes a decision. That's what Disney sells. That's one of the, that's one one of the, um, I don't want to call it arguments. That's one of my logical explanations that I give. If somebody were to say, what does Disney world sell in one word, the word is going to be happiness. Yeah. That's why people, that's why people go. 
And another, here's another great brand that does that well, Coke. Think about it. Every commercial you see from Coke, it's very uh, warm, fuzzy. It's what's the, what's the whole, uh, buy the world of Coke, you know, where everyone's like singing and yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it's a very similar marketing strategy where, you know, it's, I, I see very few Coke commercials that are on like the flavor of Coke or is it a good product or, but rather it's usually around like these euphoric feelings that are very positive and um, joyful. Yeah. Marketers have known for a long time that emotions matter and it's right. only been, it's only been applied to selling for a long time. And now it's becoming more, uh, people have become more aware of how important it is even for the workforce and, you know, creating long-term clients or long-term mm-hmm. customers, not just getting the, cl- getting the clothes and then ditching it, mm-hmm. but, but selling to somebody in a way that appeals to them and that they're grateful for. And then they come back for more later. And that's, um, and that's that last bit. That's the magic, right? It's the comeback for more because it's, yeah. you know, it's infinitely more profitable for your business to have that return customer than have the one and done. Well, it's so much harder to get a new client. Right. You know, once you have, once you have a loyal client, you, we, you work to keep, keep, I mean, keep them, keep them satisfied. And it's just easier to retain somebody than it is to get a new one. Right. Right. Now, some of the stuff, like as we're talking about it, it sounds so obvious, just like as we're talking it through in terms of the benefit of it. But I've, I've noticed many companies kind of loop this subject into what they, and I don't, I don't use this phrase because it triggers me, but they use this <laughs> phrase of soft skills. What, what's been your experience? I mean, do you, do you, do you, and I know we talked about kind of retraining people's perception, but I know for me, I spend a lot of time helping people not process things in the, in the category of soft skills, but instead understanding like we're actually talking about your bottom line and like, how do you manage your teams better? How do you close the sale better? You know, do you hear, do you hear that, that term a lot in terms of your training and, and the work that you're doing? Yeah, I, I hear that word soft skills. I, I do believe it's a misnomer. Mm-hmm. I do believe it, um, you know, and I find myself using the term occasionally just when I have to catch myself. You know, it's such so ingrained, you know, and that term soft skills, it makes it sound not as important. Right. When the, the reality is the studies have shown that EQ is a greater predictor of success than IQ is. And the right. reason for that is people know how to do their job. It's not, it's not the problem. The problem is the EQ stuff, the ability to speak up when they have a great idea, the ability to work as a team, the ability to be motivated to do their job. Um you know, the ability to manage stress. I mean, the, the physical illnesses that occur because of the stress and, you know, ability to problem solve, all that stuff has to do with EQ. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, you know, it's so funny because everything you just named off, what, what owner wouldn't want those things to be resolved? And yet, um, I, you know, there's still a little bit of wariness around, you know, what, what is this? Is this touchy-feely? But, it's exciting to meet people like you who I know you're you're really, you know, carrying the banner so to speak in terms of, you know, helping people understand like what's critical for the success of their team but also just their business. Well, I do my best. You know, <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's candy, right? <laughs> yeah, it's something that I've experienced myself. I mean, before years ago I used to have a, a negative viewpoint of coaches and less life skill stuff and you know, I had a bad view of it until I did it and I realized how wrong I was 
I was like, this is, what have I been thinking all this time? This is ridiculous. This is amazing stuff. And, you know, when people start paying more attention to it, they're going to get more, uh, more uh, profitability, more efficiency, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, now, were you wary of coaches because you had had a bad experience or just in general were wary of coaches? My guess it was it was probably the the culture I grew that I grew up in. Maybe it was the people. Maybe somebody said one thing when I was five and it stuck with me. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just a critical viewpoint. And then you know I I was able to change my mind. Now since you know obviously you've been through quite a journey, is it ever strange to look back? I mean, we just mentioned like sort of you just mentioned when you were younger, but you also mentioned that you had been in construction. You're you're in a very different field now, especially in the sense of like, it's, I don't want to say it's less hands-on because I don't want to imply that it's not as practical. It is as practical, Mm -hmm. but, but obviously, you know, there's a lot more discussion rather than the physical work being done. Is it, I mean, you've been on a journey, man. Is it, is it ever strange? Like, do you ever look back and think like, well, that was like a different life or what's that feeling like for you? (laughs) All the time. (laughs) Um, you know, I I look back, in fact, I was having this conversation with, with Dr. English a few weeks ago. She goes, you may not remember what the way you were, but I do. (laughs) And, uh, you know, she, she was complimenting me about how far I've come, Uh you know, because I was afraid of my own shadow and, you know, to be able to jump to an entirely different industry and to be able to start a company from scratch in an industry I'd never touched before. Right. And part partner with somebody like her who's been in the profession for thirty over thirty years. You know, she was on the Department of Alcohol and Drug Abuse for the state of Missouri. She she um ran her own mental health clinic. You know, I've been I remember going to a conference about EQ. For the first time I'm going, What am I doing here? Hmm. And and then two years later I'm being invited to be a part of the board of directors for, for that very for the very people who started the thing. Wow. And it's just, I, I, I see the progress that I've made. And if I can just, if people would just apply the same things that I have, you know, it would be amazing how much progress everybody can make. Yeah. Now, I didn't, I don't think I asked for like specific years. Did you have kids yet whenever you started to um, go on this journey? I did. I had a newborn boy and so it was, he was a very... He was too young that I'm guessing to, to like remember a difference. Oh yeah, yeah. No, he's seven now, so it's this has been several years ago. He was like one or two, something like that. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Now, as you're working with people, I mean, do you get to? Um, I would assume you have a lot of um, not just success stories, but where you kind of get to sort of sit back and see, wow, you know, you're you're making a difference, the same difference you felt. But to see that happen for different professionals, I'm sure there's a lot of really, uh, I mean, heartwarming is too soft a word. I, I would say even like, um, you know, weeks where you end the week and think, man, I just totally, I mean, that person's perspective is totally different now. It's the sort of thing, you know, people say when you do what you love, it's not work. And whenever I have experiences like that, I, I, that's exactly how I feel. Mm. Um, I was in a conversation with somebody the other day and I showed them the simple technique about how to identify an emotion and where it's coming from. And they, they would like blew their mind because I pointed, I, you know, and I pointed something out to them and it's, it was, for me, it was simple, but for them, it was everything. Mm. And I, sometimes I forget just how much this affects somebody, even just a simple formula or a simple comment or a simple 
thing here and there. It can really make a huge difference to somebody else. And that is, that is extremely rewarding. Is it, is it hard for you to, um, cause I would assume that it's so tangible for you now that when you meet someone, you can already, I mean, the bells and whistles are already kind of spinning, so to speak, and that you, you can probably already see some things that they can be doing or believing differently. Is, is it hard for you to engage with someone who maybe hasn't asked for that kind of, they haven't given you permission, so to speak, to give them advice or to guide them a little bit? I mean, is it hard to bite your tongue sometimes? I guess on the rare occasion, but, you know, for the most part, you know, with everything I've learned, I can see past a lot of, the, you know, like if somebody's being negative or something, you know, I can understand where that's probably coming from. It's not mm. really me. It's not really me that they're directing it at. It's something coming from inside. Mm. And, you know, when, when you can understand that things are not personal, you don't take it personal and, and it, you don't get mad. You don't get upset. You just, you look at the person, you go, okay. And you understand where they're coming from and you try to help as best you can. And, you know, that has cut down a lot on my emotional health or let me rephrase that. It has improved my emotional health in a good way right? because I don't, I don't get angry like I used to. I don't get upset. It just doesn't happen. I just, people might behave in a certain way and I, I get it and I try to help when I can. Mm -hmm. But again, if they're, if they're not asking for permission, that doesn't work if, if I try to offer an opinion. Well, and it, it makes me, I used to be a, um, a decade ago, I was a high school teacher and I remember we had some really challenging students and I remember thinking for every challenging kid, there's always a reason why they're that way. Mm-hmm. And then as I got into the professional world, I realized that that statement is, is still true. You know, for every challenging employee, maybe challenging is too harsh a word, but um, there's always a reason why rather than, you know, typically where we go is these dismissive words like, Oh, that person's just lazy or that person's just, you know, annoying or rude or, you know, it's, we don't always see beneath the surface, I guess. Yes. And with all the training I've had, you know, see, see the thing is the EQ, uh, element of empathy, right? Empathy is being able to recognize somebody else's emotions and and understanding what they're thinking and feeling. In order to display that, I have to withhold judgment Mm -hmm. because I have to start asking questions about why they said something, why they're behaving a certain way. You know, judgment, if you can withhold judgment, you know, like you said, you know, this person's that or they're lazy or they're stubborn or the behavior might be that, but that's not them. Yeah. And if you can dig, dig around it and understand where that's coming from, you can dislodge it. You know, you sound like a good boss, man. You sound like somebody who you, you trust quickly. Well, thank you. I, you know, I, you know, well, that's, it's important to me because yeah. I, you know, I, I want to be that kind of boss. Like who, I mean, who wants, who wants to be somebody that somebody's scared of? Who wants to be somebody that people are, don't want to be around? You know, that's what a leader is. A leader is somebody you want to be around, somebody who inspires you, somebody who helps you achieve more and be better Mm -hmm. in a positive way and in a non-judgmental way, somebody who believes in you. And that's what I, and that's what I've had from Dr. English. And so I've been able to make the progress that I've made as a result of that kind of leadership. Mm. Well, I'm inspired, man. This is good stuff. Tell me like for the listeners, what, what can people be doing? Like, what's the one thing they need to go do after listening to this episode in terms of like following you? 
uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. I am, I'm all over LinkedIn. I will accept, you know, I don't, I'm not, I don't decline very many <laughs> invitations. So, you know, hook, uh, just look me up, Adam Rosenzweig on, on LinkedIn. I'm, you know, if you, there's a link on your site or something, they can click it, you know, and I post, I post fairly regularly and they can comment and we can jump on the phone or whatever. And then is there, there's a lot of content out there. Do you have like a go-to book that they could check out if they want to learn more about EQ? Yes, there is a, a book that is related to the assessment that I use. It's called the EQ Edge, um, written by Stevens, Dr. C- Steven Stein. He's the same gentleman who's founded the company Multi Health Systems. So I would definitely recommend reading that. It's a, it's a great read, and it has a lot of self-assessment activities and uh, techniques and descriptions of what EQ is like and illustrations, and it's, it's a great book. I will put that uh, for the listeners. I'll put that in the link to uh, Adam's LinkedIn page in the episode description. Uh, Adam, man, this has been fun. Thanks for joining me today. Oh, thank you. This has been wonderful. I have really, really had fun here. It's amazing how how uh, fast the time goes. We'll we'll have to dig in at some point and really, um, you know, maybe even it'd be great to even. Uh, I know, I know, you would probably never go f- for this, but even to hear your wife's perspective on who you were versus <laughs> who you are today. I, I'm just, man, I'm so curious. <laughs> well, um, it's going to take some, I'll have to some butter you up. To get, yeah. You're going to have to, well, you're going to have to butter her up getting her on the, on the air or something. <laughs> okay. Well, this has been fun, man. And thanks so much for coming on. Oh, thank you. I'll talk to you soon. For the listeners, uh, absolutely check out Adam on LinkedIn, check out that book EQ edge. And again, I'll put that in the episode description. Uh, after we are done with this episode, if you have never listened to this podcast before, you definitely got to subscribe to the podcast. You also, if you enjoyed the episode, consider leaving a five-star review. It helps us just to continue to end up on people's feeds and make a difference for them. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy the weekend, and we will catch you later. See ya.